0: Of truth. My name is Alicia. I'm a homeschooling mom to four children and truly just a lover of God's word, always seeking to learn more of Him. Today, I am going to follow up with last week's message in which I shared a discernment activity that me and my children did, and then I talked about why we did it, how it went, what the end result was. You can find that on the Moms of Truth podcast or on the Moms of Truth YouTube channel. I mentioned that I was going to be sharing with you today, actually, a few ideas on how to develop discernment in your kids. In last week's message, I talked about the why, and quickly just to recap from that, fallacy is everywhere. It's all around our kids, in commercials, music, on billboards, in books, they hear fallacy from friends, and even the curriculum in some public schools. We cannot filter all of it out for our kids, nor can we always shelter them from it. They have to be able to discern for themselves. And as scripture says, be able to test the spirits to see if they are from God. So, part of my own personal testimony is that I wasn't always a Christian. Some of you who listen regularly may already know that about me, but. Before I knew Jesus and knew his word to be truth, I grabbed at anything and everything. I didn't have truth to test things against, nor did I even know that things needed to be tested. So I pretty much just believed about anything that I felt could be right. My kids' upbringing is different from mine. They are being raised to know the truth. And what a disservice it would be to their Christian walk if I didn't then teach them how to use that truth in the world, testing the things that they hear and see against scripture. So before I started training them to be discerning, they first needed to understand why it was even needed to begin with why we discern and where they can expect to find fallacy. So to explain why they needed to be discerning, we basically talked about how not everyone believes what we do as Christians. Not everyone follows the same biblical morals and principles, so music, books, and movies will be made based off what other people believe sometimes, which is, not always in agreement with what we believe as Christians. Next, we talked about why, why they need to be discerning. And it basically is because if they are not, they can end up agreeing with and believing something that is not truth, or maybe even a half truth. Also, scripture warns us in so many places, actually, but I'll just share the one that I shared with my children, and that's Matthew 7, 15, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. We talked about who the scripture is referring to when it says a wolf in sheep's clothing, and they actually picked up on it pretty easily. But they were confused as to why someone like maybe a pastor or another Christian leader would lead people astray if they're supposed to be for the people of God. And that led us into 2 Corinthians eleven, fourteen, 14 and 15. It says, For even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Their end will correspond to their deeds. So then we talked about if Satan wanted to trick the people of God, to lead them away from God, and he came as this ugly, scary looking creature, would we fall for it? No, it would be a dead giveaway. He would be most effective in tricking and deceiving the people of God by pretending to be one of them or a servant of righteousness. After talking through all of this, they understood now why discernment is necessary, why they should practice it, and where they can expect to encounter it. So how do we develop discernment within our children? Hebrews 5:14 ESV translation says, but solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. The key words here for us are constant practice trained by constant practice. So here are just a few ways and ideas that we can train our children with constant practice. Number one is through movies or TV shows. Just like last week, I talked about how we practice with the movie Soul, so check that out if you missed it and need more details. Number two, you can print lyrics to songs and go line by line and also talk about the overall message that is being portrayed in the song. Number three is in children's books. We personally are huge library fans and without intention sometimes my children will pick books that have really bad messages in them and we will actually turn that into a discernment lesson, grab our Bibles and dissect it. Number four, you can let them listen to a sermon that you know that has some fallacy in it to a level that they can understand and pick up on. My kids did this once while listening to Joel Osteen. I felt they were able to discern his level of preaching and again, I was right there with them and participating alongside of them and they knew what the goal of the mission was. Number five, catchphrases. My kids actually love doing this one. So I will put something up on our chalkboard like follow your heart, God will never give you more than you can handle, things like that. And we will have open discussion while searching for scripture to test it against. This is probably hands down one of their favorite ways to practice discernment. They love the challenge, but also that it's a little bit easier to take on rather than like a whole movie or sermon. Number six, what they learn in school. Unfortunately, some of the curriculum in public school is not always aligned with Christian beliefs. So this one is a definite if your littles are in the public school system. Number seven, if your children are old enough to keep up, they can maybe listen to some apologetic debates. You can find lots of them on YouTube or even some podcasts. This is great, especially if your child loves the idea of debate and just listening to that back and forth conversation could be both insightful and challenging for them. So that's actually all for today's message. I do hope that you both enjoyed this week and last week. I really do value your time because I know that it is limited, Mama, so I Just pray that you are leaving with something new, but also encourage with maybe some next steps or even a little hope. Remember to follow Moms of Truth on Instagram. It is the best way to really connect more closely with me personally and my family. Until next time, teach them truth, train them up, and trust God through it all.